0: Talk Radio. are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil morning show with your host Nadia Khalil good morning everybody and welcome to today's show today is the day after Christmas it's the 26th of December And it's like this biological rhythm. We just know, like, oh, my gosh, it's the day after Christmas. And I hope everyone had a great Christmas, had a very warm and loving Christmas, and that you're ready for the new year and getting yourself going in a different way, meaning a new year. (laughs) It's going to be 2020. I can't believe. I used to think we'd be in the space age by now, and here we are doing Dream Team Thursday. And it is Dream Team Thursday. So I have, I have three dreams. I'm going to start with the longest one first, and it is Liam, and Liam Colley, he's from Ireland, and he put it on our radio page, and he's saying, I dreamt I was in what I believe was in a place that was like offices or even a hospital. I was at a deli ordering something, and I saw my GP. I don't know what GP is. Oh, like their their practitioner. Okay, the general practitioner. I got it. I'm sorry. I'm thinking like Google something. Okay, Adele ordering something, and I saw my GP. I left with her, but then I walked over to her to tell her what they had said in the hospital about my condition. I walked down one corridor, fed up, and I knew I was in an unauthorized area, so I turned back. As I turned back, I saw men walking to the offices, and I think I heard the term, keeping the integrity of the accounts intact. It seems that what had happened was I was in a college or university. I can't remember what happened in between the first session and the next, but I was suddenly a professional soccer player, but I seemed to be fed up again. So I pretended I was a model version of myself. I mean, a plastic or something like that, like a hologram. I was in a warehouse with my old boss, threw me into a bin. Then I was thrown around in the bin, in a machine, and rubbish landed on top of me. I was then in a top-class sports lab. Alex Ferguson in Arsene Wenger, I hope I said that right, was there. There were two rival managers in English soccer in the 90s and the 2000s and some of this decade, and we're the two longest-serving managers in English football history. Also, there were very successful, the most successful, especially Alex. I supported Manchester United growing up. That was Alex's team. Anyway, they were trying to use me to kick the soccer ball. I did it a few times, and then I gave up the facade and jumped around saying, I'm real, or something like that, and I was delighted with how I fooled them, and then they laughed. They knew I was playing a game the whole time. Then I woke up. I was actually a current Manchester United player at that point in the dream. I'll post a picture of him. This is an interesting go-around from, I want to say, old, old you, the person that thought a certain way, transitioning to accepting new you, meaning starting to integrate your learning as opposed to just learning. There's something I found out yesterday in a conversation I was having over Christmas, after Christmas dinner, and we opened some gifts and we were all talking. And there were two independent filmmakers there. And very bright guys. And they are brothers. And he said something about collectors, people who collect. And he was telling me about a company he worked for. And every time I want to say um, employees were available, because in the movie industry, kind of like the sports industry, there's a season where they film and then. There's, like, jobs, and then there's no jobs, jobs, no jobs. But now with all the different forms of media or all the different sports, a lot of training goes on year-round. And then there's, like, different kinds of games. And people just can't keep up because everything is scared to stop. There's like, okay, there's no revenue. That's too slow. So everything is sped up. So everything's going on all the time. But he mentioned to me about a man who collected employees and then knew that they didn't have work for maybe a month or two, but he would have them sign year-long contracts. And he did that because he collected them. He didn't know what to do with them, but he paid them, and he knew he'd have something to do with them. He just wanted the best talent in his company. So they were collecting. And some people collect knowledge that way. I find it a lot in the spiritual community where everybody wants to know what's right. And there's also, bigger than what's right, is what's best. We all gravitate to what works for us, even if what works for us holds us in place until we can get it to work for us. But sometimes we just collect the knowledge and we get used to not using it. And all that explanation goes into your dream, where keeping the integrity of what you know and using that, because school is a teacher, school teaches you and you come out and use the knowledge. So you find yourself from a medical facility to a school to a sports team. So I want you to think about that. Medical says I need attention and help. A school says I'm empowered to learn. And the sports team is the action. So you went from health to learning to action, which means you are now in a position in your life to take what you know and let your wings go. In the dream, you ended with just being a normal member. But on your way there, there was like, well, I don't deserve it. I'm in the trash getting rubbish on me. I have to fake who I am to get what I want or be who I want or accept who I am. But then when I came out, everybody knew I was faking it, and they thought it was funny. But I really thought I was getting away with that. But at the end of the day, I deserved to be there. Do you see the steps? And think about the best care scenario. I know that sounds weird because they always say best case scenario, but there's always a best care scenario. And the best care scenario here is that you are seeing and projecting self-acceptance along the way. And those obstacles you face, like things changing, you In a trash bin, you being, you know, thinking that you're going way over where you should be. So you create a facade of yourself to be able to accept it until you can accept it, that fake it till you make it scenario. But it's very interesting that you felt like you had to not be yourself to be great. And this dream is telling you, be yourself so that you can be great. Be yourself. Very important to remember because yourself is good enough. When we don't believe it, it can't happen because we don't believe it and we're the ones in charge. (laughs) Think about that. Really think about that. We're the ones in charge. So if we don't think it, and someone else thinks it, which is how we've been taught, someone discovers us, someone tells us how great we are, we wait for that. Sometimes people don't know we're waiting for that. Sometimes we don't know we're waiting for that. So when it never comes, we start doing the self-pity thing. No one thinks that, that, dot that. that. Take this dream as a definite building block, but also a success story for you. You ended on a high note. You started in an office or a hospital. So just take a look at that. I hope that helps you. I hope you enjoyed the interpretation. I see you in chat. So hi, Liam and Francis as well. Second dream. I have is from Susan. If there is time today, the other night, I dreamt of being given a young horse for training. It was a gift I had been waiting for a very long time. I tried training it, but panicked all the time, and I realized it is too young for the training. It needs more time to grow. In the same dream, I was climbing in laps on hold. That were getting smaller and smaller with each lap, and I was carrying things in my hand, which was getting bigger also. I enjoyed the routine, but started to question myself: how much longer? I felt the change was coming, and I was soon never—I would soon never do those laps again. Many thanks. I hope everyone enjoyed a great Christmas. Well, thank you for that. So the dream. No one is too young to train. I just had to say that because I think of a brand new baby that's born. You don't know you're training the baby. You're just being a parent. But whatever you are, from the get-go, your energy, how you feed the baby, how the baby sleeps, all of that is a natural training. When we are with the young, we think we're just responding, but we are putting in them a different system. Some parents wait till the baby cries before they feed the baby. Some parents do it on a schedule. Some parents overfeed a baby. Some parents don't really respond to the child the same as another. And so that child is already being conditioned from the very beginning. So if you wait till the baby grows to teach it something, while you were waiting for the baby to grow, the baby was already learning just by existing. Because think about this, a baby has to be raised by somebody or the baby will not survive. So it will be harder to go in and change the habits that became ingrained in that baby than to start with the habits with that baby. A great example of that would be people when they are pregnant. And I don't know if they still do this, but I remember in when I was pregnant, which was 31, or, yeah, my daughter will be 30, so, yeah, 31 years ago, the first time. They were talking about, like, the father talking to the baby so that the baby would recognize his voice or playing music so they would love certain music. And they were already trying to train the baby before it even came out. So bigger thinking, if you tried to train it, maybe what you were training it with was too big for its level of growth. So now stay with that thought, okay? Because if you felt the training wasn't working, instead of giving up and doing a cut and run, an assessment should have been made to say, oh, maybe I'm too far ahead. But when you panicked, and there's your word right there, mentally or emotionally panicked, you cut and ran. So in that same dream, because you cut and ran, the load that you were already carrying, which may have been too big, got bigger and bigger, same scenario as the horse. It was like you were being shown in a couple ways, that even though you may have enjoyed the routine, you couldn't wait till it stopped. Because when we don't start at the beginning and stick things out step by step, we want to start and then we want to jump to control of the situation. Instead of assess and look at the situation, our load is going to get too big too fast because there's going to be a lot of stuff in there. You're just not going to understand that you have to learn day to day. There's a lot of people, and I really mean a lot, not like one or two. I mean a lot, that come to me, and because I wrote a book, they're like, I want to write a book. I've always known I was going to write a book, and I'm talking to you hundreds, or they'll come to me, and if I meet them, and I'm in a situation where I'm speaking or something like that, where I'm... Even if it's a small group, they will come and say, "Oh, I know another person who wrote a book," and and they just they want to take away when I never created a deal, a big deal about writing the book, but to some people, that's the big deal. So when they say they want to write a book, I say, "Well, what do you want to share?" With the world, because that's what writing a book is. You're sharing something with the world, and there's no real place to put it. You can put it in a podcast, you can put it in a book. I think those are our two choices or a movie, but that comes after years of understanding the moving parts. It's not about a rush to the finish line. When, when, Someone comes to me and wants to challenge whatever it is they feel they need to challenge in me or in the knowledge. Because I started from the beginning, the training, and I didn't leave when it didn't work. I stayed when it didn't work. To my detriment, I was there when it didn't work. I cried myself to sleep because it didn't work. I begged for money because it didn't work. There were times I didn't know where the money was going to come from. I was still there. I didn't say to myself, oh my God, this is not working. I would say to myself, I'll make it through this because. I cannot let this go. And because of that, I learned who I was without money. I learned who I am with money. I learned who I am when money didn't matter. I learned who I am when what I knew I couldn't even find a way to explain yet. I have been growing before your eyes and before my own eyes from the day, whenever that day was that we met. I don't claim to know everything because I don't. But the stuff I do know, I share. But I don't say, well, wow, this isn't working at the beginning. I'm going to leave. So that learning that happens, because sometimes we want to start at Z to get to A, we have to start at A to get to Z. There's a process because the whole point is the learning. And this is a great dream to talk about because we are starting a new year. And in Susan's dream, she says, I enjoyed the routine but started to question how much longer, which meaning I'm I'm already getting impatient. And then you start looking forward to change, but what is that change? Just to get away from this and start something new, but what are you going to do with the new thing? You're going to cut and run if you think that you're not getting what you want back yet. So the patience of understanding process, understanding process. I did think in the beginning things would happen faster. But the way Christ teaches, I have been in school since the day I saw him. And at times I feel like I've been through a Ph.D. program with him, or through him, or through him teaching me. I know I'm not at Z yet, and I probably won't get to Z until I leave here, if I get to Z. But what I do understand is that every single day of my life, since I saw him, I have been more aware of how we work than I ever was before because that's all he talks about. And so think about the things either you're choosing to do or the things you naturally gravitate towards and you can't help it because you love it. It's the learning part, not the results. And I know we say that all the time. It's the journey, not the answer. Or I can't remember, there's some other now cliched things about that. But it's about every single day learning, rising. Not like, well, the horse doesn't get it yet. Well, I'll do this for now. Because doing this for now replaces the patience it takes to learn today for tomorrow. Doing for now will come and go. So understanding the difference between a lesson and a destination, understanding how impatience can cut your lessons short. And. The other reason why this is a great dream is this coming year is the year of accomplishment. I talked about that yesterday. Every year has its own little theme, and this is the one coming up. So, starting, believing in yourself, action to the belief, patience, and trusting that you will make it. That was happening to me throughout this process. The day I saw Christ, it started. I didn't expect it. I didn't look for it. And I didn't choose it. But there was something I knew that made me believe in it. All my life, I knew when I was 40, my life was going to change. I did not expect this. But because I knew that, on the day I turned 40, I thought it was going to happen like that day. I waited for that particular day. And nothing happened on the day of my birthday, I waited. I went to sleep so disappointed, I can't even tell you. And then the next day, and then the next day. But between the 23rd to April 11th, the 23rd of March, which was my birthday, and April 11th, I didn't feel anything. Like I was like, hmm, maybe, is it possible I was wrong? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe it happened and I missed it, whatever it was. Maybe it already happened a little bit before. Maybe it came early, but what was it? And then this. So once the action came to the belief, it took him years to teach me patience with the process. It's a hard one. And the fact that you are there, Susan, is a good sign that somebody can stop and tell you, hey, wait a minute, don't just keep cutting and running. Don't keep starting and not being able to finish, whether it's your choice or someone else's. Take a breath. Learn to relax in your own life so that things can come in instead of not seeing that you might have to learn the intricacies of that experience. So I hope that helps you. I have one more dream. It's a shorty, and it says, Nadia, if you don't mind, I have another very short dream, if you have the time. My crush had a little bit too much to drink. He was laying on the floor unconscious. I was trying to save him or help him to wake up and breathe. Then I told him that before we are lovers, we are friends. Thank you very much. That is a short dream. That dream is telling you something huge. It's telling you that when your crush is conscious and not drinking, you don't feel as comfortable to have a talk with him about what you really want. So you kind of wanted to talk to him when he was either unconscious or you couldn't breathe or wake up, meaning he's still there can he hear you the same so this is saying to you that your conversations count when he is normal when he is in a normal state of mind not skewed because when someone is skewed and you have to think about I don't know if in real life he tends to drink so much that that happens but What's going on in your dream is that you you wanna do the talking, you wanna say how you feel, but you feel like he has to be impaired to accept it. And he doesn't need to be impaired. The people around you need to know who you are so that in any relationship you are in, they can speak your language and you can speak theirs. If you don't tell them then you already know what's coming because like in, in Liam's dream, if you put on a facade, people are going to find out who you really are by what you're willing to do or not do. And if you are not willing to listen to yourself and you go ahead and become lovers before you are friends, you're going to feel all the time. Like it all happened too fast because for a lot more people than are willing to admit, becoming lovers too fast, that's a scary move in a relationship because now you are like, you know how long it takes to know somebody. When you race to the intimacy, it is it's not just about having sex like we think we've been taught, like, wow, you know, we couldn't control ourselves. Well, of course you couldn't. But over time, we learn that the faster we get in, the faster we get out, because now we share the most intimate part of us before we were even emotionally intimate. So it's not going to mean as much. We're not going to even know if that person cares or not yet. And then after we do it, we try to figure out if the person loves us or not. But you've given them your most intimate. So you couldn't share yourself completely because you really don't know that much about the person yet. And anyone can have sex, but not anyone can have a relationship. That was my dad's only advice he ever gave me when it came to the opposite sex. And it turned out to be true. (laughs) I've been saying it for a long time. And you want the relationship. So you've got to say things like, relationships are important to me. And once I can feel that, then I'll be ready and own it. You don't have to wait till someone's impaired. I hope that helps you guys. Have a great day after Christmas. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. I love you guys. Bye-bye.